Hi, uh, this is a, a Project Sam. Welcome to this webinar. Um, after a bit of uh, streaming issues, um, where today we're looking at reasons why a UK expat still needs a, a, a tax return in the UK. You can be a UK expat, you can be living and working abroad, sometimes for many years, and you still may need to do a tax return. The need to make a tax return is not optional. It, it is the law. So tax law is also criminal law. And uh, if you um, have got uh, a, a taxable income or a taxable gain or a taxable inheritance, then that needs to be reported to, to the UK. That is your obligation. The UK HMRC may or may not know about you. That, that's a different matter. Um, but if they send you a notice to complete a return, then you need to do that. So expats uh, that are relocating abroad out of the UK for the first time will usually get up to three years of requests to complete um, a UK return, even if that return is nil. So the dual taxation treaty between the UK and your new country, expat country of tax residents, can be um, uh, allow you to pay tax in your overseas location, be that Dubai, Portugal, Cyprus, um, uh, Singapore. But um, if they send you a return, you still have to complete that that nil return. And if you don't, you've got penalties, you've got fines. So um, the first thing that expats need to understand is that when you relocate abroad, you may still get the demand. So it's important to update um, the the HMRC with your your address and your correspondence address, or use a, a tax uh, accounting service like Proact to provide that service to you. Uh, you can find out more details about our services at proactpartnership.com, um, uh, or subscribe as a online retained client at proactpartnership.co.uk. So if if you recently relocated abroad, you've no longer got a need to complete a return uh, because you're not being issued a, a request to submit that return. The next um, obligation arises if you've got a tax liability in the UK. Under the Double Taxation Treaty, um, certain types of income uh, can move with you to your new country of tax residence. But as a UK expat, you've still got an ultimate obligation to the UK based upon your domicile. Um, so, for example, a very common one is if you've got a property rental. Property rental income is a fixed income in the UK. So it doesn't matter how small it is. If you're renting a property in the UK, then you have to report that income on a tax return each year uh, to the tax uh, authorities in the UK, bearing in mind that all uh, uh, all uh, property rental agents are now uh, tax agents as well. So not only will they send you an annual statement for tax purposes, but they'll send that to the HMRC. And under exchange of information, they will send that uh, across uh, to your country of residence. So it, these things will catch up with you one way or another. Uh, so it's important to get that tax return. If you sell the property, 
then you still need to do a tax return. It doesn't matter whether it's your main residence or not. You still have to do a capital gains tax return within 60 days of selling the property. And again, this is a service that private partnership offer. Um, the, th there is an option for expats to have uh, their property in the UK uh, classed as their own and main residence. And when you've got an own and main residence in the UK, there is no capital gains, it's capital gains tax exempt, but you still need to report that. Um, but if you don't have the property nominated as your main residence, or if you've sold it, or if you've been out of the country for more than nine months, then potentially uh, that uh, property sale is, is going to be liable to uh, a capital gains tax. So uh, an important part of an expat relocating overseas it's not just to get your residence, work permit and tax residence in your new location, but it's also to notify the UK um, that you've left the UK and, and also notify them that if you're maintaining a main residence, if you rent out a property at all, then it's going to come under scrutiny for capital gains tax. If you keep it empty, then the next pack can still have it considered as a main residence and being capital gains tax exempt and that's a decision that you need to make it's a value decision uh, depending upon your circumstances um, and we can give you advice and guidance around that with our tax reporting service um, more more details about that at projectpartnership.co.uk um, we mentioned there with with property that you've got a, a potential capital gains tax uh, but any capital gains that arises in the uk is subject to UK tax. Now, if you've got a split year, there are different rules and different timings that can apply. Um, if you're if you're leaving the UK and selling a business or a property, you need to leave the UK in the year before the capital gains arises. So, if you leave uh, the UK in May and sell the property in in July the capital gains tax assessment arises. If you leave the UK in December, uh, having sold the property in May, it's still taxable in the in the UK and uh, uh, in that current year as a resident, not as a non-resident. So with property, you can't avoid uh, the tax liability. It's a, a capital gains tax assessment at 18 or 28%. But if you've got an investment or a business sale uh, where the capital gains liability is slightly different, 10 or up to 20%, uh, that capital gains liability is um, it can be deferred for up to five years, okay? But it still needs to be reported. So if you sell a business, if you sell an investment, again, it's registered that, that there's a, a, a record at company's house or there's a record at... Uh, the investment company that goes to the tax office uh, to report that. Um, if you want to uh, be exempt from that capital gain for the business sale or uh, from the investment sale, you need to be out of the UK for the year uh, in, in, in tax before the end of the tax year. So if you if you dispose if you leave the UK on the first of March and dispose of the assets. And the savings or the investments in March, 
you'll still be liable um, to the capital gains tax, even though you've left the UK. Um, so the capital gains tax applies for the whole of the current year in which you move. So in terms of timing, it's very important when making investment or business sales to get the timing right. And uh, again, that that's our speciality at Product Partnership. And you can find out more information and contact us for a free review at productpartnership.com. Expanding that a bit more, you, you can consider that it's not just um, uh, property and investments. It could be a pension as well. Now, pension funds are, are taxed as income when they're received. And even if you're an expat abroad, that's still the case. Um, but if you're in a jurisdiction where there's lower tax um, and you draw pension, it will be taxed at source in the UK unless you register it. Once you've registered it, you may still be required to do a tax return. But under a double taxation treaty, generally, generally, not exclusively, if you're a tax resident in another jurisdiction, then the, the pension income can be taxed in that other jurisdiction. Now, the thing to consider here is that um, in, in the UK, you can pay tax on your pension income up to 45%, uh, depending on how much it is. Um, but uh, you know, generally, over 12,500, it's going to be 20% 20, uh, 20 tax up to 45%. So th th that, that's the starting position. If you're in a low tax jurisdiction like Cyprus with a 5% tax rate on pensions, then obviously there's a potential, a large tax rebate that you can claim. So if you draw a 100,000 uh, pension fund uh, and transfer it into an investment overseas, the UK will charge you 40%, uh, up to 40% tax on that. Uh, and they'll charge that at source. The pension company will pay that at source and then you have to reclaim it, which is great for the HMRC because the, you, you have to report that and, and make clear exactly what the situation is. But if you're in a jurisdiction which doesn't tax that UK rising pension income like, like um, or, or charges you a low rate like Cyprus, which is 5%, Middle East could be zero, then potentially, you can reclaim that tax back from HMRC, but you need to be tax resident in your new country of residence before you draw that. Unlike capital gains, drawing your pension is an income consideration, not capital gains. So as long as you're deregistered and non-resident to the UK, then then everything will, will move forward and, and you'll get that uh, relief. Uh, that expertise is available at productpartnership.com. Contact us for a free review online. Uh, if you retain any sort of UK earnings, if you do any sort of UK work, then potentially you've got a liability uh, to UK tax. Obviously, as a page you weren't uh, employee, the company will uh, deduct tax at source. But if you're non-resident, you can get a non-tax non code, but that needs to be registered and agreed and set up. And the, and the uh, inland revenue need to nominate a no no tax code for for the expat before the employer can can stop deducting tax at source but the, the specific requirements about that you need to confirm that you are living and working abroad even though you're paid from the uk so you can be paid as an employee from the uk 
uh, and have a no tax code if you get that set up correctly. Um, the if you're a contractor, you're working abroad, then potentially this IR35 rules apply. Now, if you're tax resident abroad, that generally can can uh, get you out of uh, IR35 rules, which effectively treat you as a contractor on a pay-as-you-own basis. But that liability and that decision, um, uh, when tested, comes down to the, the contracting company. So if the contracting company decides that they're going to apply IR35 rules, it's for you then to uh, deal with it, HMRC, to, to avoid that. But obviously, if your contracting company decides you fall under IR35 rules, we're very hard to persuade the HMRC that, in fact, you, you can avoid uh, that liability. But again, it takes planning, it takes expertise, and it takes uh, a diversity of contracting companies uh, to, to be able to avoid that IR35 rules. Um, and again, as with any income or any capital gain, um, if you've got that liability, you have to report it. If the HMRC are aware of it, they will ask you to submit that report. So um, th 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 those, are, those are the reasons about it. Now, the other key thing for a UK expat when um, uh, making an assessment uh, or doing a return is that they need to be non-resident. You can either be non-resident or you can be resident. You can't be both, or can you? Uh, if you're not legally resident, the permanent abode, um, living in a, uh, another tax country and, and declaring a full-time tax there, then uh, as a UK domiciled expat, you'll still be liable to um, tax in, in, in the UK. Um, so the UK uh, HMRC have got the ability uh, to tax UK citizens, UK domiciled citizens on their worldwide income, even if they're tax residents in another country. This is called dual residency. And if you're deemed to be dual residents, the UK can take a view on some or all of your worldwide income. So when you report a, a property rental or business or a capital gain um, into the UK, they can also review your dual, uh, review you for dual residency status. So if you're not properly a tax resident in another jurisdiction, if you're trying to be a nomad and, and move from place to place without being tax residents elsewhere, the UK will still tax your income. So you need to find uh, a tax resident that, that suits you. Now, for example, Cyprus, um, you can be resident in Cyprus for 60 days a year and be deemed to be tax resident for the whole year, which can work very well for contractors that would then pay 0% on dividends and, um, and uh, not necessarily, uh, you, you could, there's circumstances where you can pay tax just on um, remitted income into Cyprus, not on worldwide income. Similar situation in Portugal, where with the right circumstances, you only pay tax on remitted income. But your residence can, can, can sting, and it means that potentially you could be living in a, a, a low tax or no tax regime 
But if you're deemed to be dual residents, then then you will pay tax at a UK rate. And and this is the uh, risk that you've got if you're not resident. So your days in country are key. When you first relocate abroad, you have to follow the rules. After three full tax years, the UK start to ease up on you, but it takes more than seven years to be completely clear of that close scrutiny. Um, again, if you've got a liability in the UK, then you have to declare that liability and pay that tax. But other than that, other than that, you 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 have to remain non-resident. Um, so, in, in summary, um, you you've got a certain number of days which you can spend in the UK to be non-resident. That's going to be very very important for the first seven years after seven years you could potentially spend up to six months a year in the uk after seven years after seven tax years but the first three tax years you're going to be in close scrutiny and potentially liable to any capital gains uh, or uh, income that arise in the disposal in the first few years or if you return back to the uk so all that takes time and planning so if you're going expat you need to be committed you need to get the timing right so that um, you're non-resident for a significant period of time. If you go out and come back, you're potentially liable to tax on your worldwide income. Uh, it's not absolute. It takes planning, it takes advice, and that's what Project Partnership offer. So I hope you've enjoyed this video. And if you have, subscribe to our channel uh, at YouTube, Project Partnership. Uh, the Living Working Abroad channel advises people uh, UK expats are living and working abroad, relocating overseas with their family and business um, and, and their property assets on how to organise their affairs to pay uh, the, the least amount of tax that is allowed under any double taxation treaty. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, contact us at productpartnership.com or go along to our website productpartnership.co.uk to find out more about our retained client service. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.